Blog Talk Radio. How honored to be this shut of me, Queen Quet Head Pondisha Gullah Geechee Body. So glad that I'm honored to join. We one more again for We Show Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. This shut of where we the key upliftment to the living legacy and appear ancestral homage. This evening, we to dedicate this show program to we ancestors, them, especially the Omandem, women the victim of slavery and transatlantic slave trade. From the 25th of March every year, this year the way we commemorate internationally every year from the 25th of March. So since we are dearly early on this year broadcast, we thought it not robbery to take this year moment of silence for all we family what they lost in middle passage and lost when this year crime gets humanity this start. This evening, honey children, we the grind on with this year's celebration of we story and to dedicate this year's program this evening to Earth and White and Clara White, to the mission way behind and things like that, for we people and for all of them who are still holding on for that mission this year day and the got thing to grind on down in the Florida part of the Gullah Geechee Nation in Jacksonville and things like that. Because we know so much of time today. Hundred the Yeti, but other rest of people's story. Hundred the Yeti, but all kind of thing would have happened way across the land and other rest of part of the world. And plenty of time we don't know 
What happened right in we front door? What happened right here and what is still going on right here where we to be? So this year evening, we to focus on mission and missionary. Menorsi, someone tell me you see that title is before you first click on the thing. You probably wonder, great God, what Queen Quick can talk about the missionary. Because you know, if you're planning a missionary school and thing down here in the Gulligan Nation, we're going to try for make we truly the way we the crack we teeth like this year and thing like that. And want we forget it, nothing about being for Akin Bulan. We want all of we for taking the Davalash and turning to slave. Uh, so, for this year, plenty of the Gulligan and thing that crack your teeth like us. So, you hear a lot of Gulligan, especially elders who went to missionary schools, speak this way instead. Because at many of the missions and the missionary schools, our language, our traditional spiritual practices, even some of our healing practices with the gathering of herbs and the utilization of them, was literally beaten out. Corporal punishment was issued at many of these schools. There's Dorchester Academy in coastal Georgia. There's Penn School. There's Mather School, both in Beaufort County, South Carolina. There are numerous schools that fit the bill of having been AMA schools, American Missionary Association schools, that were placed within the Sea Islands and along our coastal kingdom, so to speak, or queendom of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Now, at the time that these places were founded, the missionaries who were coming in were not familiar with a great deal about African traditional culture and definitely had no knowledge of the Gullah language and the traditions thereby associated with Gullah Geechee people. So in many cases, they tried to do away with them. So part of the mission of the Gullah Geechee Nation was to reignite respect in who we are, who we be down here as Gullah Geechee people. So I want to share once again, and I've shared this many times and will continue to over the years that God allows me to have voice, the very mission statement that was in the Gullah Geechee Nation Declaration, to preserve, protect, and promote our history, heritage, culture, language, and homeland, and to continue and demand official recognition of the governance rights necessary to accomplish our mission, to take care of our community through collective efforts which will provide a healthy environment, care for the well-being of each person, and economic empowerment. Very critical element, keeping a healthy environment, and we want to thank everyone who supported the Coastal Cultures Conference. It's very successful, and we've also gotten some great news. I have received the We Shall Overcome Fund to continue Gullah Geechee Sea and Me program through the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. So I want to thank Highlander Institute for that, Highlander Center for Education and Research. And I also want to thank South Carolina Sea Grant for also coming forward to be a sponsor this year. We did not have all of our sponsors from previous years with Coastal Culture, but they came forward and said we want to help because they know that the work of the Coastal Cultures Conference, they know the work of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, and they know the work of the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank, and they want to support those efforts to keep us in a healthy environment. Part of having a healthy environment is not just land or water quality. It also has to do with the mental and spiritual state of human beings. And so when we talk about our mission in the Gullah Geechee Nation, that is why you hear a sentence such as the care for the well-being of each person. And part of being able to care for the well-being of each person requires cash, hence why the economic empowerment. In order to keep the land 
in families in order to be able, like today I just got to on Instagram, and we're at Gullah Geechee on Instagram and at Gullah Geechee on Twitter. So make sure that you start following us, and that way you can keep up with what is going on down here and things like that, and visually and verbally, all right, through those two mechanisms of social media. But I just posted a photograph before I came in the air this evening of the set and the seed that we are about to plant in the field. It's supposed to rain tonight. It's supposed to come in the morning. So God willing, God will bless us with rain tonight, no rain in the morning, not boggy down rain, so the tractor can go in and come out, and the field will have be already fertilized. And then in a few days, when the cold snap break, God willing, for the rest of the season, we can go and plant the set in the seeds and pray then that God gives abundance. Last year we had an extraordinarily abundant harvest, but that is because we still have land in our family compound that is harvestable land that you could plant in anything, but is it harvestable? You might plant things and nothing but weed come up, but we actually got crops, edible crops that have gone all over the country because many of you who are even Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fans even ordered pecans from us. You ordered various things. You came, you purchased jars. You did a lot of things that supported not just us at our family compound, but others within the Gullah Geechee Nation. Again, that is the economic empowerment end of it. Well, what happens when many Gullah Geechees leave their island? Head north, south, west for the city. Because somebody says you can have a better life there, they'll pay you more there. Well, they may pay you more there because they're going to take more back by charging you rent. If you don't own a building there, you don't own land usually in cities. You might own a lot, but you ain't owning land usually in most urbanized environments. So here it is that you go to the cities, and then as soon as a little bit of hardness hit the time, you may not be able to eat. Because you can't just go to somebody's pantry. You can't just go to somebody's corner house and you ain't got no fields to go to to say maybe if I work for the day, somebody will provide me with some food. So right now, our food banks are helping to feed a lot of people. And some folks may not have any knowledge of how some of these things came into being or the people who were really behind ensuring that if someone gets in a tight space, as we would say, times is hard and times is tight, money ain't flowing, that they can still eat, that they can have some shelter, that they can have some clothing, that somebody can look out for them. Well, this is why in this somewhat last broadcast of Women's Her Story Month, because next week, although we'll still be in Women's Her Story Month, I want to start to focus on our Tunis Campbell celebration, which will pick up the day after the broadcast. So for this year, this in essence is kind of the wrap on the gift of Women's Her Story Month for Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. And I wanted to ensure that we talked more on our story in Florida because more often than not, people only focus on the Gullah Geechees that ended up in Florida that ended up being called Seminoles and black Seminoles. They do not talk about the current day people that are there, nor do they talk about the people of African descent who created our story right in cities like Jacksonville, Florida. When we talk about hard times, 
We talk about struggles. We talk about lack of proper housing. We talk about food deserts. We talk about pollution and environmental injustice. All this fits in the zip codes and the area codes that make up Jacksonville, Florida, the southernmost point of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So there is a very critical organization that exists there that I learned about this month during Women's Her Story Month, which is called the Clara White Mission. ClaraWhiteMission.org. You can see L-A-R-A, white like the color, mission.org is their URL for their website. So if you want to go there and you want to check out what I'm talking about or this may be the type of organization that you like to support, whether it is in donating your time or donating cash, and trust me, every organization, whether they're 501c3, that can provide you with a tax-deductible slip or not, needs our continued support. Here it is that the Clara White Mission exists in Jacksonville, Florida. And what it says at their website is that for more than a century, the Clara White Mission has helped Jacksonville's at-risk individuals gain new perspectives on life. I don't usually use that word at-risk and underprivileged, but that's what their site says. The mission has been the one-stop community center stimulating economic development through job training and educational programs, daily feedings, advancement, and more. Our foundation begins with stabilizing programs that are designed to provide nutritional meals and transitional housing with a particular emphasis on assisting veterans in need, the standard for local outreach. So I'm very pleased to know that we have a place that exists in Jacksonville, that is focused on setting a standard and holding that bar high, but also coupled with the same type of mission statement regarding economic empower, empowerment and stability for people that live in Jacksonville that may be going through hard times. They have a cathedral there. They have culinary training cafe there at the St. John's Cathedral that they work with. They have educational programs. They have a feeding program. So they are still always looking for volunteers, donations, people coming there to serve. So if you are considering, this is still Gullah Geechee Volunteer Month. It does not end until April the 1st. And we immediately go into the Tunis Campbell celebration and the celebration of me first going to the United Nations to speak on the human rights of Gullah Geechee's around the world. And not having a place to lay your head, not having proper housing, food, clothing, shelter, these are human rights issues. So I definitely support what is going on to Clara White Mission and hope that in the future we can do some more direct work between the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition and the Clara White Mission. And so if you're in the area and you're looking to volunteer somewhere, you're in driving distance and you want to go ahead and find a way to volunteer somewhere because maybe you haven't yet done any volunteering this Gullah Geechee Nation Volunteer Month, I'm encouraging you to go to clarawhitemission.org and then see the things that they have coming up. We see that they even have an activity and an event coming up Memorial Day weekend at West Ashley Street 
they are going to have an evening event on that street, and this is the 20th annual, so y'all can make sure to go out and support that. And all that is on the site. Well, y'all would say, well, okay, so who is Clara White? And, you know, what's what's the big deal with all of this? You know, why even talk about this tonight? Well, that's where we're going to go backward in time. We're going to go back to November 8, 1876. This is when a woman named Eartha Mary Magdalene White came into the world in Jacksonville, Florida. She was the 13th child, one, three, of formerly enslaved parents, okay? The 13th child. She ended up being adopted, and she got adopted by a woman named Clara English White. That's how come she ended up with the last name White. And she then stuck with her mom that raised her, Clara English White. And you all will see a photograph tonight at our site and also when we put up the blog for the show at com. you will also see the image of the two of these women together, mother and daughter. Okay? Don't done read something like that, then that ain't daughter. You know what I'm saying? And so it is a blessing to know of her humble beginnings, but how she took that and used this to help others, not to be down on herself, not to be down on her community, not to be down on her parents who had 13 children, to then be able to be blessed with someone who could raise her and then to begin to emulate her mother, who wanted to improve the conditions of poor and helpless people in Jacksonville. Now, again, listen to what I'm saying. This is 1876. We're not that far. We're 10 to 11 years out from the ending of the U.S. Civil War. We're in the Reconstruction period in the South, and we're talking about black women, Gullah Geechee women, Raise another folk's churn and still having a mind to want to help somebody else improve their condition at the same time. So you tell me that today you can't help somebody. All right. So here it was that Eartha Mary Magdalene White went to school in Florida and in New York when she was coming up. In 1893, she graduated from Stanton School in Jacksonville, for any of y'all who know about Stanton School. And then she moved to New York in order to avoid what was going on in Jacksonville. There was yellow fever going on, so to try to get out of town without getting sick and all. That's how she ended up up in New York. Now, she ended up actually getting to go to the Madam Hall Beauty School, and this month always makes me think of Madam C.J. Walker and her being the first black millionaire, all right, and woman millionaire, that black woman millionaire, and so how she did things with her beauty products. So here it is that Eartha Mary Magdalene White went to Madam Hall Beauty School and the National Conservatory of Music. And if you didn't listen to last week's show, that ties right on in. We still singing all through this month. So definitely go and listen to last week's show, and you'll know why I say that. She also became an opera singer. 
just like the Beach Lady listened to two weeks ago show, and you will hear about the Beach Lady Marvie Vetch, our sacred ancestor. God rest her soul. The butterfly still flies. Here it is that also Eartha M. M. White became an opera singer with the Oriental American Opera Company, which was actually the first African-American or first black opera company. And y'all said, did you just say Oriental? Yes, Oriental American, but they were actually black. And she sang, she was a soprano, and she traveled all over the U.S. and Europe. She came back to Florida in 1896, so almost the turn of the century. And that's when she went to Florida Baptist Academy and she graduated from there. So you see that even in the midst of being an entertainer, so to speak, an artist, she always still came back to education, all right, always still looking to improve herself, advance herself, be an example to not only her mom's upbringing but also to others in the community. Well, after she graduated, she decided that she wanted to focus on making sure other people really got the education. So she started to work on uh, a school for black students or Negro students at that time in Bayard. And so then she was able to talk Bartlow Govner to into donating the land, okay, for that school. And also lumber for the school to be built on the land. And at that point, once the school was built, she became a teacher there. She taught for 16 years at Vayner, all right? And then later she got to teach at Stanton School, where she graduated from. She then got involved. At that time, the Republican Party was, was the political party of black folks, of Negro people. The Republican Party is not the Republican Party today. There was a switch at some point where, you know, we ain't going to get into all of that American history, but there was a switch at some point. So back then, though, when you look at the Reconstruction era, which is when we had more, quote, blacks in Congress than we have today, they were Republicans, okay? So she ended up being a person that was greatly involved in the political work for that party, and she started what was called the Colored Citizens Protective League in Jacksonville. Now, that's the organization that I think is defunct, that may still be needed in Jacksonville, maybe needed all over Florida. Now, I know y'all say that's a whole other topic. It sure is. But I just want to point that out, that she did start up in the participation in the Colored Citizens Protective League in Jacksonville. All right? Now, many of you who listen to this broadcast on a regular basis know that for Labor Day, and it was really interesting to me to find out I got supported on the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy World Tour that I'm still I'm about to get back out on the road and we're going to be leaving from the islands where we've been for the entire Gullah Geechee Volunteer Month back going on in April. I mean, as soon as April comes in, I'm going to be back down the road traveling through the Gullah Geechee Nation and back down to Tampa, Florida again. So making a lot of trips. Those of you who watch Gullah Geechee TV, those of you who don't watch, you need to start watching on YouTube. You can find Gullah Geechee TV and just type in Queen Quet GGTV, or you can go to GullahGeechee.tv. All right, remember there's no I in Geechee. All right, G-U-L-L-A-H, G-E-E-C-H-E-E.tv. And so you have 
seeing me going back and forth to Florida a great deal this year already. Well, interestingly enough, one of my presentations in Florida this year got supported by one of the unions that got to hear Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. One of my supporters played it for them, and that allowed her to get support at a public school where she worked for the Gullah Connection to come and present for Black History Month and for that school to also then support the Gullah Geechee and Legacy World Tour that we are on. Well, the reason I bring that up now is because Miss Eartha M. White, M. M. White, ended up working with A. Philip Randolph, who I talk about on that broadcast. And so at any point, y'all can go back in the archives of this show. You can Google or Bing Queen Quet and Labor Day, and you'll find the episode. You can also go to iTunes. And you can always subscribe for free on iTunes and download the podcast of the previous editions of Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio for all these years that we've been in the air, pushing about 90,000 listens at this point. Now, Ms. White ended up working with A. Philip Randolph to protest job discrimination. So you're not talking about a woman who just wanted to sit around and be an artist and be dainty or anything this woman was really at the forefront at her time for a woman to be this active in the political scene. And it is a disservice to us that we who grew up here in the Gullah Geechee Nation especially did not have her story written in our books here on this coast, just like it was never written about James Weldon Johnson and his brother and the fact that they penned Lift every voice and sing here in the Gullah Geechee Nation in Jacksonville. But then again, oh, Gullah Geechee wasn't something that we were taught about in school either. So here it is that we have this connection with A. Philip Randolph, who many of you might have seen 10,000 black men named George, and if you have not seen it, please do. That is one of the major films we have in the Gullah Geechee Alkenbulan archive because it speaks volumes, and there were so many Gullah Geechees, including my family member who's 101, Dick Robinson, God bless you, sir, uh, that was, were Pullman porters. And they worked very hard to support their families through the funds that they made. While they took a lot of disrespect, where no matter what their names were, they were called George. Well, here it was that A. Philip Randolph fought for them to have proper benefits and so on. Here we have this sister fighting right alongside him so that people would not be discriminated against. Again, we are in the 1800s first, and then we talk about 1941. She's doing this. She is still at it. Now, it's interesting now that her husband was a person who worked for the railroad. Okay? Now, she was actually engaged at age 20, but unfortunately, her husband. Her fiancé, who was her husband-to-be, got killed in an accident, and he was from South Carolina, all right? He worked for the railroad in South Carolina, and he got killed. And so you see how these tracks of our story are laid. This woman was on a mission. She had a mission to stand up and speak out, even with tragedy in her life from birth and then this loss of a fiancé. All these things could have broke her. 
And she could have been someone whose names we never would have known. She could live and die that we never would have known. There would be total obscurity. But yet we have images to look into her eyes and her mother's eyes. We have voice that we can loan to telling her story. Because of this tragedy, though, she stayed single. They said that she kept her money. She was very frugal because she was philanthropic. She did not throw away her money. She was not frivolous with the money. She worked hard for it, but she wanted to give it to good causes, all right? She told people when they would ask her, well, how come she didn't get married? Because, again, at that time, and, you know, folks expected women to go and get married. She said, I never married. I was too busy. What man would put up with me running around the way I do? That was her quote, all right? So she was always involved in different types of meetings, always hooked up to other people who were doing work in the community, including Mary McLeod Bethune, James Weldon Johnson, who I mentioned earlier, Booker T. Washington, Charles Edward Bennett, and even Eleanor Roosevelt, who many of you who, when I talk about the United Nations, you all might find a connection there. Well, here it is that her biggest thing that people will remember is the Clara White mission, all right? She actually got it started. Because it was the time of segregation, she wanted to help have a place for black people who were in need. Her mother, Eartha's mother, Clara, died in 1920, and she was the one that first started up all this different mission work. And so Eartha just decided she would continue her mother's legacy. And so even during the Great Depression, she helped all the more. They didn't shut down. They actually grew larger during the Great Depression. She was able to get the Globe Theater that had shut down, which is at West Ashley Street, the same place that I mentioned to you, that if you go to their website, they're going to be having their gathering there. And the facility then got dedicated to what they call CWM, the Clara Wright Mission. And so this is the only nonprofit organization, even now, that serves the daily needs of the needy in Jacksonville. And so she also established the Mercy Hospital for those who have tuberculosis. She established the Boys Improvement Club because she wanted to reduce delinquency amongst the young men. She started up Oakland Park which was the first public park for black folks down in Jacksonville. And we know there's a little controversy now, you know, about Oakland Park and what's going on with it and what will happen with it. And, you know, people are concerned about different things that happen around the area. But many who go to the park don't even know that that's what the park was. That was the first, quote, unquote, black park there. And that she helped establish that. And she also set up a halfway house so that she could try to help rehabilitate alcoholics and also a program for to try to stop recidivism amongst those who got out of prison. She also started up a maternity program for the mothers, unwed mothers and orphans, and an adoption agency, a child care center. So all these things go to the well-being of the whole person and folks that might fall on a little hard time and just need someone to help them, to guide them, to help them get some resources. So the Clara White mission is continuing the work of Ms. Clara White and Eartha Mary Magdalene White. God bless the dead. Now, in 1902, 
before the mother passed. The mother passed in 1920. In 1902, Eartha and Clara had started a colored old folks' home. All right, uh, you know that was what they called us then. Colored, not black, not African American, not Gullah Geechee. Colored, old folks' home, and it's called the Eartha White Nursing Home. That still exists, but it is now the Eartha M M White Healthcare Incorporated. It is actually a 125 bed facility today. Okay, valued at close to a million dollars this place, and. Listen closely now. That space was started, and it became Eartha M.M. White Healthcare Incorporated when Eartha herself was 89 years old, 89 years old. So she lived to see the fruits of her labor. And I know she's shouting right now to know that there are those continuing the work that her mama and her did, continuing this legacy voluntary service to the upliftment of the other people around them. She did this all through her life, and it took after her passing for Florida to designate a great Floridian, to designate her as a great Floridian by the Florida Department of State at a program. And then they put a plaque at the Clara White Mission at that time in 2000, the same year that I was installed. Now, it was in 1974, on January the 18th, that Eartha White ended up passing away. So you were talking about a true legacy, someone being born in 1876, living to almost 100 years old. She died in 1974. She was born in 1876, just shy of becoming 100, really. Here it is. Can you imagine what she saw over that period of time? Can you imagine the things that motivated her for be who he been to, for have mother with anything like that, for keeping the grind on, for lift up the children, to raise up the family, and rather was to raise up all who'd have been wrong up. So I'm sure today she is proud that, yeah, the state finally acknowledged her as a great Floridian, but more than that, that her organization is still going on and going strong. It is actually an NGO, a non-governmental organization. And when it started up as Clara White Mission in 1904, they came about as a foundation. They're located in Duval County, Florida. They have a board of directors and everything. And so for all of her years of work, having the, the Eartha White Nursing Home and the Eartha M.M. White Healthcare Center, having that still operational, and then having also the Eartha M.M. White Memorial Art and Historical Resource Center dedicated in 1978 at the Clara White Mission, which is actually a museum on the north end of the second floor of the original building where her Eartha's living quarters actually were located. So this is some place that we want to eventually take the cameras of Gullah Geechee TV so y'all can see the work of the Clara White Mission so that you can see what I talk about, the true thing, thing what a grind on right now. And so even the day they had the Ashley Street catering, 
which there's a full-service catering service. Again, if you go to clarawhitemission.org and look at their website, look at their event that's coming up Memorial Day weekend, you see a little tray of food and all that, that's, that's most likely why, because they prepare the food, they transport it, they serve it at any location for clients' events, and the staff is primarily graduates of the Clara White Mission Culinary Arts Program. All the profits from that go back into the mission. So you're talking about economic empowerment for real. The dollars are circulated back within the business to then continue the philanthropy of the original founders. So they, they're getting grants, they've gotten grants, but they don't solely rely upon that. They rely upon the mother wit, the understanding, the strength, the abilities of the people. And so they are doing the work, as Elder Carly Town would say. And it is a blessing to know that there are folks here in the Gullah Geechee Nation in Jacksonville, Florida. I salute every one of you who volunteer, who work, that teach at the Clara White Mission. And it's such a blessing to my soul to have learned about the Clara White Mission this month. And I learned about it because of our representative, Glenda Simmons Jenkins. One night she was here in the chat room listening into the broadcast, and she ended up mentioning that, oh, this is similar to the work of Clara White. And so I said, really? And I then immediately got off the air and started researching the Clara White mission. And I have been enriched truly by the work. And I see tonight, I want to hail you. I'm glad that Hunter the day you're with me tonight and things like that, Sister Glenda. We see that you're in the chat room and that you are also reminding me that Eartha and Clara White were actually descendants of the Harrison Plantation. So let me give my listeners a context for that. Many of you have heard me talking about the fact that all this work was done in the city of Jacksonville. Well, Jacksonville is south of an island called Amelia Island. American Beach, where the Beach Lady Marvin Vets that we've spoken about, that many of you who are on the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page, you watch Gullah Geechee TV, you've seen us post the videos this month and honor our sacred ancestor, the Beach Lady, God bless the dead. Well, where American Beach is located and quote-unquote the island plantation and all that is on Amelia Island. So as soon as you come from Georgia into Florida, you go back east, you end up at Amelia Island, Ferndina Beach. Many of y'all have heard this, Ferndina Beach. Well, Harrison Plantation was on Amelia Island, approximately in the same location of American Beach. And so many of the people who ended up in the Clara White Mission Nursing Home, Old Folks Home, were actually many of the people who you will see in a lot of images if you get a hot copy of some of the books about American Beach or you go to any of the exhibitions when they show some of the photographs. Sometimes at La Villa, at the Ritz, you've seen images of people at American Beach. Or those of you who saw the documentary American Beach, if you see old footage, you will see images of people at the beach. Many of those black folks that was coming down there, hanging, Gullah Geechee folks that was hanging at American Beach, those end up being the old folks in the Clara White, uh, the, the, in the old folks' home that was started by Eartha M.M. White. 
And so thank you for sharing that and so that I could further elaborate on that connection to the Sea Islands once again, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, the various missions and missionaries who set up shop on the Sea Islands that did not want people to articulate our language, have our tradition, have our culture. They, they didn't want me for, for crack and teeth like this. They didn't want Yeti this year, anything like that. They wanted you to articulate in this fashion. They had a different mission in mind than the mission of Clara White or her daughter, Eartha White. And their mission is such a blessing and such a point of upliftment that it truly does tie into, as I said at the beginning, our Gullah Geechee Nation mission, which is the care for the well-being of each person. I mean, this is a true living example of people caring for one another and one another's well-being. And so we pray that definitely this month as Gullah Geechee Volunteer Month winds down, we got one week left, that you will get out there in the communities throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation, that you will try to do some work to care for someone else without pay, that you will actually volunteer your services, volunteer your intellect in some way that's going to uplift our community as a whole in the Gullah Geechee Nation. If you're outside of this area and you say, wow, I wish I really, I really have a heart to help y'all, well, please go to the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page. There's a box at the top that says Give. Please click on that gold box and donate to the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Fund. You can also go to the ClaraWhiteMission.org page. You can always make donations to them. We know that every dollar counts and it would be a great benefit to them. You can also always go to GullahGeecheeAngelNetwork.com if you are looking to make a tax-deductible contribution. The Gullah Geechee Angel Network is the official 501c3 of the Gullah Geechee Nation. And on that note, if you would go to the Gullah Geechee Facebook fan page today or you've been part of following us on Twitter, you know that earlier today we tweeted and we posted the link for you to be able to go ahead and purchase now your Charleston River Dog tickets for August the 1st. August the 1st is going to be Gullah Geechee Nation Night at the Joe in Charleston, with the Joe is the Joseph P. Riley Baseball Stadium. And so every ticket that's sold using the code GULLA14, G-U-L-L-A-H-1-4, every ticket sold using GULLA14 is going to have a dollar go to the Gullah Geechee Angel Network. I don't know yet if I'm throwing the first pitch. People have already started asking me that because you all know the last time that we were there and we had a Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week that launched with the game, this year we're going to be kind of culminating and we're going to be launching the festival at the Baseball Diamond this time. So more details are going to come. But definitely that's another way to support. Even if you don't think you can make it to the game, purchase a ticket that still will help to keep our stadium going here with the Charleston River Dogs, but it will also help to provide a dollar to the Gullah Geechee Angel Network. If you want to get more than a dollar, go ahead on to GullahGeecheeAngelNetwork.com, and you can always email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com if you want to make contributions to the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition that sponsors the show or become a member of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. And membership is open to everyone around the world that wants to help keep Gullah Geechee culture alive on these sea islands. And if you are about 
helping us to preserve, protect, and promote our history, heritage, culture, language, and homeland, and to institute and demand official recognition of the governance and rights necessary to accomplish our mission to take care of our community through collective efforts which will provide a healthy environment, care for the well-being of each person, and economic empowerment, you definitely want to be a dues-paying member of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. And, again, you can always sign us at www.gullahgeechee.net, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot N-E-T. And definitely you can go there and see some of the work that's going on with the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition and to support our mission and the pillars that we are trying to hold up our community with. And so we definitely appreciate all the partners that are out there, all the supporters, all the volunteers that have come through already this month. But like I said, we got a week to go. i got a whole bunch of videos I'll be digitizing this week. Just went shopping today. We're going to be planting in the field. And we also have a lot of other things that have to go on with the final paint job on buildings at our Hunter Home Gullah Geechee Research and Retreat Center. And so I want to salute the students from Emory, the students from North Carolina State, the students from the University of North Florida, and the students that came back from Guilford College for all that they contributed to this Gullah Geechee Volunteer Month along with George Washington University students. All of them have come through, and we also have one of our homegirls from University of California, Berkeley. And we're continuing our ongoing work with many of our Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank partners that are also at the College of Charleston and the Medical University of South Carolina. So we have a lot more to be done, and we're glad that all the 100 children to help we got them going on. And then the University of South Carolina got some goodies coming to us, too, to help out with some of our materials that we need to continue our work and our mission at the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. And right now, our biggest things that we need are digitization devices. So we need a server, we need a new Mac Pro computer, and we also need backup drives that are Mac formatted external hard drives. So if anybody wants to donate, once again, any of those items, you can email us to G-U-L-L. G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. And so our focus is always to keep Gullah Geechee culture and traditions and heritage alive here in the Gullah Geechee Nation from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida. So that's why I thought it not robbery to crack my teeth leave while and think like I did it. But we've been a grind on down in Jacksonville, Florida, but still a grind on now. And so I want to open up the phone lines, especially I hope there's family from Florida that's tuned in that will be calling in tonight to add to the conversation about the work that's going on down there. I definitely want to hear the Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Committee of Northeast Florida for all their continued support in raising their awareness and having a mission to make people down there even know they be Gullah Geechee and things like that. And that's in the summer week. So I salute them for the effort. And so our phone lines are now open at 347 324 3903. 347 324 3903. And so at any point in time, please go ahead, give us a call in, or if you have more comments and things to add to the chat room. I greatly appreciate it. I definitely appreciate the added parts to our story that were added tonight. Um, And so we salute you. And so I will be heading down to Florida, as I said, have a number of different activities coming up that will be going on 
right after the Tuners Camp Celebration in Brunswick, we'll also be doing some things concerning environmental just Again, looking at the issue of our mission and making sure we have a healthy environment, we'll be doing some environmental justice workshops with many of our Gullah Geechee Nation leaders coming up down in Florida, as well as then having an opportunity to be the plenary speaker down in Tampa at a major conference with about 8,000 people, they told me, that's registered for that conference. And so... It's going to be a blessing and a powerful opportunity to be able to, again, loan voice to our story. Because had it not been that each one were teaching one, I may have left this earth being unaware of the Clara White mission. I could have left this earth having heard the name Clara White mission and not have the mental capacity, ability, or the tools presented to me to be able to do the research to then find out who is Clara White, why is it named after somebody, who, who is that, and then to find that this is a Gullah Geechee woman right there from the Amelia Island and things like that, and then to find out about her daughter, Eartha Mary Magdalene White. I could have left the earth not knowing about them and that they were the founders of such a mission that continues on and on unto this day. And so I am truly Y'all have heard me say it earlier, and I'm saying it again. I am truly blessed to have had the opportunity to learn this, especially during Women's Her Story Month, because there are so many people that do not realize that every one of us should be blessed to have a mission. And a mission is simply a strongly felt aim, or ambition, or a calling. So, well, when are you to call it? When I have to make sure you answer, yeah? But make sure you answer the right voice and appreciate the voice of God. Now, it's evening 904-849. We're coming right to Hunter phone line, 904-849. How Hunter to do this evening? Peace, Queen. This is Glenda, Representative Simmons Jenkins in Florida. Doing fine. How about you? Blessings. Glad to forget it from Hunter this evening. I see Hunter been in the chat room. Yes, indeed. I I, I just did catch on Facebook that you were on because, you know, I always forget. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I saw it just in time. And I and you're talking about Florida, so that was divine order. Definitely. You know you can always go back in the archive and catch what you missed, so that's the that's the blessing of technology. That's the blessing, right. Well, I, I got a further blessing because I had an opportunity to be a part of the conversation live, so. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I know I appreciate it because I know when I was discussing American Beach, a few weeks back, sort of at the beginning of Women's Her Story Month, it, there was something I wrote that night and said that night that triggered you saying, well, really? This reminds me of Clara White Mission. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Clara White Mission, what's she talking about? And I'm on here on the air Googling Clara White Mission so I can immediately make the link. And then when I saw the image of Clara White, I was like, whoa. I can't wait till I get off the air. I need to know who this is. You know, with right. just so much power looking at the image of Clara White and Eartha White together um, that immediately came up when I Googled it. You know, what, since you grew up in Florida, you're a native of the Florida part of the Gullah Geechee Nation, did you all know who these women were? Were you educated about them in school? Well, um, I was not educated about uh, not to any depth at all. Um, mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't say I, I just wasn't educated about them in school, but I I knew the names um, 
through family and everybody because it was just a name that we heard from time to time about the work that was being done in Jacksonville and, as you mentioned, the work that continues. But I really found out a lot more about her uh, when I was a reporter. I covered uh, the executive director of the Amelia Island Museum of History who at that time had done, I believe, a master's thesis, and I I copied that um, that, that yes, citation to for God you. God and humanity. Yes, right. To serve she God did a Black humanity. History Month presentation um, mm-hmm. with photographs, and she really went in depth because um, Eartha White was someone that she just came to admire a great deal through her research. So that mm-hmm. really is how I got more details on her life, and then several years later, I learned that uh, one of their descendants is a pastor in Hilliard, and, and I apologize because I, at the moment I, I his name escapes me. Escapes um, you, yeah. But he you know what's going to happen as soon as I go off the air, it's going to come right. right back to you. <laughs> I'll remember <laughs> it, right? I probably could Google it right now and find it. But um, at any rate, so the legacy continues. But what, when I was trying to make up my mind whether to call in, the thought that I that came across my mind is that the work that these two women did, if if you look at at Gullah Geechee um, culture in 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 its broad sense, it is mm-hmm. always focused on helping and caregiving. Um, in yeah. its traditional um, form, Same. and Absolutely. there have been uh, there is a sociologist um, out of Yulee, um Joanne Mitchell Martin, who w- is the co-founder of the Blacks and Wax Museum. Before she founded that museum with her husband in Baltimore, Maryland, in Baltimore, mm-hmm. right? She wrote a, a book with him about. Um, about communities of of people who are giving communities, and she she didn't name it Gullah Geechee because I guess she didn't really understand or realize about how that culture is really the umbrella for what she was talking about. Right. But she was talking about the fact that if you've got a neighbor who's not doing well, you go check on them, you take them something to eat, you clean the house, you do all these things, and so what. Eartha and Clara White did was really just an extension of the culture, which is that we are a greater community. When people are in need, we go out and we make sure that they have resources, which is to me, this is why I I really am amazed at the rhetoric that comes politically sometimes, uh, Mm -hmm. often really, about um, black people needing a handout. They always want somebody to give them something and you need to work hard and blah, blah, blah. All our lives, we have been uh, self-sufficient and self-determined, uh, determined. And if at any point we became dependent in any way, it was because of the codependency that had been created by the withdrawal of certain things. You know, right. your land is a major uh, part of your ability. Uh, to exercise self-determination, but then you steal the land. Then what people have, you know. So then right. we, we are interdependent, relying on one another to do, uh, to have sustainable lives, to exchange resources. Then you have a social movement called integr- integration, whereby yep. then now all of our black schools are closed down. They're not even 
even used as resources to continue mm-hmm. the educational work uh, that was begun. You know, so it's an irony that at the yes, very, very time so. people are doing for themselves, the rug is pulled out from under them. So these two women are, and, and here again, this mother-daughter um, mm-hmm. legacy is also Absolutely. something that you see repeat itself time and time again in, in Gullah Geechee communities, that we yes. have a strong understanding that if we teach our children how to carry on the work that that we did, it may not be in the same form. It may take another form, but to have the same level of compassion and 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 social um, activism, you know, yes. that the community mm-hmm. must thrive by our being involved, that it cannot live and continue to prosper if if we sit home on our hands and 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 wait for somebody to do it for us. And that that's just not that's just a lie. That is not the essence of who we are as Gullah Geechee people. We not are not intended. We are not at our core people who want right. somebody to do something for us. That's just not who we are, you know. Exactly. And so it's just propaganda um that we we always have to cast down and give examples like this. Um, right. That that right. this is who we are. This is who we truly are. Absolutely, and I truly appreciate you sharing that because that was what truly struck me as I started to do what's really just nascent, very very beginning research on these two women. And like you're saying, to me, they serve as really a prime example of who the essence and the heart and soul of what we call a Gullah Geechee traditional is. You know, right. traditionist is. And yeah. and truly always seeking to not just have for myself, but for the whole. That's right. Like That's making right. sure we take care of we own people, you know, and never letting them go hungry. Letting right. them, it, it can't be outdoors, you know. And they just right. embody that, you know. And even as you were talking, I went on and I actually bought uh, 12 on the River St. John's because Charles Bennett talks about her life, especially her uh, engagement to James Jordan. And, you know, I'm now interested in knowing who's James Jordan since he was from South Carolina. Oh, you know, <laughs> and so, yeah, right? And so, you know, and, and this love story that they had and the type of love that had was so great that then she never married after that, except to her mission, you know, mm-hmm, and to mm-hmm. stay with that mission and to continue to still take care of family. You know, some people would have felt broken by that and said, mm-hmm. well, you know, Ain't nobody take care of me. I ain't doing no more, you know. Right. But to still mm-hmm. go ahead and, and, and bounce back, you know, and like this word that, you know, we hear often, especially with the think tank, resiliency, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. It speaks so much volumes to Gullah Geechee resiliency, to women's resiliency, and the, and the power of, of womanhood and her story. And so I'm, right. I'm blessed by you being here tonight. It definitely was divine order that you saw the uh, Facebook post. Uh, just in time, because, you know, I usually post a lot earlier. But with going out to get everything prepared for the field for tomorrow and to beat the oh, rain, goodness. you know, mm-hmm. we got in and got to the studio and got online a little bit late. Uh, but I know our listeners are going to be able to tune in in the archive, and I pray that you and the Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Committee in Northeast Florida, that you all get a chance to download it and share it with folks down there in Florida. And you know I could be cracking my teeth all over the place and things like that. And now, but these are all money from right. That's right. And, you and know you, that. You, you <laughs> see, I thought I, the Lord gave me his name, Reverend Rufus Walker, 
um, the pastor ah, of yes. my charity. So. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so we that's can another uh, thing see if we can contact him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Definitely, Reverend Rufus Walker. All right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we definitely have to do that. So I definitely thank you for taking the time out to Florida, Leeways, up the St. John River for tuning to the broadcast this evening, and I'm going to be seeing Hunter real soon. So hear the right. family for me, and keep on the mission going down there. Okay, then? All right. Have a good evening. Peace and blessings. All right. Peace and blessings. So this is one of the reasons I continue to do this broadcast. It's always such a blessing to not only teach but to learn. I'm that perpetual student. And so it is such an honor be able to hear even more background on the discovery, so to speak, of more information about these great women, both Clara and Eartha. May their souls rest peacefully, and may your soul continue to journey further and further into our story, and so that you continue to learn more about who we be down here in this land of the Gullah Geechee. From the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition and the Gullah Geechee Nation, Hunter Chillin, Keep going on. Celebrate on a mama, big daddy mama them, and all the rest of the women will come for we. That learn we about who we be. This year the we show, Gullah Geechee, Rhythm Radio. This year the Queen Quet, head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad he hung a chillin' tune in one more again to this year Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. Coming live from the Gullah Geechee Nation. Keep up the mission, chillin'. We ain't stopping. We just getting started. Peace and blessings.